innovation divas really know the who, what, and why of inventing and love that they can share their knowledge, connections, and great women-invented products with their audience. Meet Melinda Knight, businesswoman, inventor, expert social media, and celebrity gifting guru, and her co-host, Deanna Cohen, who has been inventing products, businesses, marketing contests, and events for over 20 years. The Innovation Divas not only host this fantastic show, they also run the only network award program and events for women inventors. If you need the connections to buyers, the media, or companies that can take your product to the next level, then you are listening to the right show. Now here to share the who, what, and why of inventing, your innovation divas, Melinda Knight and Diana Cohen. Hello, hello. Hi, Hello, <laughs> we are the Innovation Divas. Yes, Divas for sure, with a Z. Everything we do has a Z in it. If you haven't figured that out, if you don't know us, we like the Zs. Z, Z, Z. So. I, you know, it is a funny letter if you think about it because we picked it independently before we ever met. Mm -hmm. I always used it in everything that I was doing to build my brand, and so did you. I mean, it was, yeah. as we call it, kismet. Yes, yes, kiz, kismet. <laughs> and that's how we talk. When we talk to each other, like everything turns into a Z. So when we talk, that's the rule. So everything has to be with the Z. So shall we start the show? <laughs> <laughs> I think we zow. Zow. <laughs> you know, it is funny. I was listening to the moms. We'll give them a quick plug on Cirrus F FM radio yesterday. And you know what? I think they're a lot like us. And so they should, they should be wanting to have us on their show also because we are so cool and we are moms and we started an amazing network for inventors, which is such a great thing that they can come to us and, and, and find a way through the crazy maze of the inventor world. So we should be on their show. I don't know. They should be listening right now and, and inviting us on their show. Yes, guess, right? I'm going to be offended if we're not invited, and hopefully I'm... they are listening. <laughs> of course. Yeah, well, so... they want to have a song because we're the popular girls, so. Oh, for sure. Yes. Especially after I just heard about our next guest in Aboa. so I mean, yes. I want to hear the rest of it. So, yes, I am so excited. Adieus, without further ado. Yes, adieus. <laughs> I am so excited. I mean, today's going to be so much fun because I have my good friend, Krista Price, with Slam, and we have a long history um, of, of working together and loving each other, and, um, and so, you know, she's doing things now that really are for entrepreneurs, but also innovators and inventors, and the things that she's doing is so instrumental, so without further ado, let's get on. Krista Price, welcome to the show. Why, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to be on this show. I mean, it's just incredible. Just, it's awesome. So thank you so much. Our pleasure. We, we want to keep it lively and fun, and I have heard that you already are that, so, you know, we probably don't even need to do the show. I mean, I just... <laughs> Yeah, it's the Krista Price show. <laughs> oh, no, we just have to spread the love. That's all this yes. is. Yes. That's all this so, is. So I yeah. think we just need to know a little bit about you, and, and 
what you do to support these amazing entrepreneurs? Well, first of all, let me just state for the record that I love inventors because it's so cool that someone can look at something that we all take for granted and say, you know what, I can fix that, or that can be better, or we can make that easier for folks. And then they do it. They make it happen, right? Um, and, you know, next thing you know, there's something sitting on the table that's flashing or it's colorful or it's just changing people's lives. And that is just fantastic. And that is, you know, those inventions, those visions, those all that creativity and, and really um, courageousness that it takes to make that happen is all tied underneath what I do with working with entrepreneurs. And that's helping them find the story and bolt it on to that vision so they can tell that story and then rock the world with it so that everybody is behind it. So Andre Slam, which is is a storytelling competition that we run in in the state of Michigan, um, it helps innovators and inventors to help them find and construct and tell that story. Because, I mean, at this point, and for most of us, we're overworked and we're overcommitted and you know, it's hard to crack through the clutter and and um, and get people's attention. And you know what? A great story does it every single time. So that's that's what I'm doing right now, which is kind of crazy. Snuck up on me, Melinda. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. and, and and why don't you share how what led to the development and the creation of Entreslam? Because you've been really, you know, helping entrepreneurs for a long time and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of developing what their needs are and seeing, kind of adjusting like we have in the inventor world. You know, you see where that, you know, where the need is, where the, you know, how did the, it develop the story behind mm-hmm. the story telling? Yeah, so my background is in marketing and design. And with working with, you know, folks that are, you know, trying to put out something complicated into the world and and they try and use visuals to, you know, tell that quote-unquote story, um, it was difficult. I was finding it was so difficult for so many entrepreneurs to find their story. Most entrepreneurs can tell what they do, and they can tell you that all day. But as soon as you ask and why are you the one to do it? That's when the wheels come off. So the Slam event itself really came out of a need to create something in the community that was different than just your typical boring business networking events where people stand around and, you know, awkwardly passing out business cards or shoving business cards based on where you're at um, in your face, and no one's really connecting with each other. And I don't know, like Melinda kind of alluded to, I like to have fun. Um, I like going places where people can keep it real. And so I said, you know what, why don't we just invent something? And so Entreslam became, a, you know, an experiment <laughs> that was, um, that worked. And you know what's really funny, guys? Our first Entreslam, the first five, we had eight storytellers. The first five storytellers were a disaster, like a complete disaster, because what was revealed is that all of us are hardwired to pitch and just go on and on and on about this, what we do and why we do it. But no one could bring in the personal side of it. And finally, the last three storytellers did that, and then the night was just like magic. Um, and it has grown. This event has grown since then. So we've had over a 1,000 entrepreneurs on through our program. We are going to hit the road in 2016. So um, 
look for it to come into your little neighborhood. Well, why don't you, why don't you um, hit our, our virtual road? What's that? Well, I said, why don't you hit our virtual road? We could, we could maybe uh, work together to put together a, a virtual um, road show. I know, Dana. You know, I was thinking about that like a month ago when Melinda and I were first talking because, you know, crew is spread out all over the country, right? So um, it kind of makes sense to explore how we can do this online because technology is pretty powerful right now. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the biggest outcomes that come out of these events is the entrepreneurs learn to build their story, but they also get seed money, you know, once they if, – if they win these competitions. So it's like this year, we have in our finale in December, and the um, the, the best storyteller is winning ten thousand dollars cash. Yay, cool! Wow. Right? Nice. Yeah, it's that's cool, and that's part of that is you know a a real commitment to you know providing a platform where you know what we see the tech industry is throwing money at these ideas and these companies all day, but it's very difficult for, you know, companies like what we do, right. And for a lot of our inventors to find the money to do what they do, so they can make stuff happen. So Entre Slam is, is going to fill that space where, you know what, Hey, if you're willing to put yourself out there and you're willing to do the work to find your story and you kill it, guess what? There's going to be money in your pocket. Wow. And so, so can we could talk about this at another time, but you're saying for the year long events that you're creating, you have a partner that has committed money to help entrepreneurs take it to the next level. Is that what, what you're saying? Like a VC company or something along no, those No, these are just straight up um, organizations that want, that support entrepreneurs. So we have, you know, a, um, an attorney's firm that's working with us, they put in cash. A web development company, they put in cash. I mean, so it's kind of like a, a crowdsourcing um, effect that's happening with companies that, you know, hey, they have to compete at a whole other level themselves. And so they're like, you know what? We get that the funding can't just come from workforce. It, is, it, it really takes a village to raise a great entrepreneur that's going to last. So um, yeah, the money is not it's coming true. from one person. It's coming from multiple sources, which is fantastic. And that's what your team does as you, you go out and search for the money or the award at the end. And then, mm-hmm. and you're really thinking you're going to take it on, on the road and, and, and try and hit town by town, city by city. Absolutely. So we that's already amazing. have, yeah, so we're going to be um, coming into Chicago which I think is your stomping ground. Yes, it right is. Now. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, we're looking at Cincinnati. Um, we're going to keep the mothership going in Ann Arbor. And then we were looking at um, Seattle. Well, that's where Melinda is. Wow. I know. Well, we'll definitely, um, after the show, it, we'll, we'll try and schedule a meeting to talk about how we can support you in, in between those efforts. That would be wonderful. And we have to take a break in about a minute and a half or so, about a minute, actually. And um, so let's make sure that people can, you know, get in touch with you and learn a little bit more about Enter Slam. So it's E-N-T-R-E-S-L-A-M.com. And mm-hmm. this is really cool. It's like, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong before we go to break, but it's like the poet kind of thing that used to have people go and they do these, 
these these poetry slams. Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> I, am so, I am so smart today. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that, that, that mm-hmm. was when she first told me about this a long time ago. I mean, we have so much to talk about after the break, but I I just it was that feeling. But I think it's it's like that on steroids. You know, so yeah. it's like, uh, you know, the rock star version. So, all right. Well, it looks like we're going to go to break. And uh, Krista, we'd love to have you in the second half or for the second um, until our, you know, midway point. So we're going to mm-hmm. tunes. We'll see you in a second. Linda and Diana will return after a short break with more of Innovation Divas. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With Baby and Toddler Instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Living longer is a common byproduct of a healthy lifestyle, of daily exercise, and low-calorie, nutritious eating. Living a long life where you're able to be here and enjoy your loved ones is certainly an important prize. But the biggest reward for living a healthy life is greater well-being. Not only do you want to live long, you want to live well. Feeling good, having a positive outlook on life, and increased energy are worthy goals and totally within your reach. No matter where you are today, no matter what the state of your health or energy level, you can take action now to make positive steps towards living a healthy life. Exercise gives you a better viewpoint and frankly, makes your life better. Live an active life and see your well-being soar. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our Facebook fan page at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. If you need the connections to buyers, media, or companies who can take your product to the next level, then you are listening to the right show. This is the Innovation Divas on Toginet Radio. And now, let's return to your Innovation Divas, Melinda Knight and Deanna Cohen. Well, welcome back. We are here with Krista Price having a blast with Slam, and we're learning all about this, you know, creative, uh, innovative uh, concept that she's come out with. It's become a huge hit that she's taking on the road and now hopefully taking online with us. So, uh, so welcome back, Krista. Thank you. Yeah. So why don't why don't you share some of what the uh, storytelling, you know, kind of sort of examples of of how, you know, instead of just a pitch, but kind of taking mm-hmm. that not 
that hard, you know, probably what you'd see on Shark Tank, which, you know, gives me anxiety attacks when I watch it. It's so huge in our in our industry. Take that and how this kind of makes it different where it's more real, more organic. Um, why don't you describe what, what you what the judges are looking for? Okay. Uh, well, before I do that, um, let me share with you my story. Oh, yeah. Um, because this is this gives this will give you an example of why I do what I do. Okay, and my story started about 25 years ago in the army, when during basic training we had this night where we had to complete this infiltration course, and it's about 10 o'clock at night, and we're in this bunker where all you see is a red light. The drill sergeants are giving us our instructions and they're showing us a map that we have to, you know, memorize in about 90 seconds, and that map shows all these bunkers that are filled with TNT that will, oh, by the way, be exploding all around us. And then we also had to understand that, you know, if during this course, if you stand up, you could risk being shot by the tracer rounds. And the tracer rounds are those bullets that glow in in the dark. If you've ever seen, like, the footage from Bad Dead, you know, during the Gulf War, and you saw those lights shooting across the sky, yeah, those were bullets. They're called tracer rounds. So we had to finish this course in a certain amount of time, and that was not going to be a problem because when we were given the signal to go, and go was when all the bunkers started exploding and the ground shook, and we were petrified. So adrenaline was going to take us across that field so fast. But what happened was I looked to my right, one of my squad members, Martha, was curled up next to one of the the bunkers because she was terrified. And you couldn't speak because the noise was tremendous. And so I was trying to motion to her to go, and she wouldn't. So I grabbed her by her collar, and we low-crawled together, and we finished, and we stood up at the end, and the drill sergeant came to us, and he said, you realize you finished dead last, Private? Yes, drill sergeant. Well, you know what that means. Yes, drill sergeant. But then he turned to the rest of the group, because what that really meant was if you finish last in any exercise in Army basic training, you run the risk of redoing the entire series. And we were two weeks away from graduation. But he turned to the rest of the group and he said, but the rest of you failed this exercise. And everybody just panicked. He said, you failed because you left two men on the field. And in the Army, nobody gets left behind. Nobody. So that night has stayed with me for the last 25 years. It stayed with me through two failed startups. It it stayed with me as I'm trying to pull, the, you know, put in 60 hours a week to get Entreslam on, on, on the road, right? Because at the end of the day, somebody out there is always going to be on the field, whether it's a field of fear, field of procrastination, field of confusion. But that is what drives me to do what I do. So if you think about the stories that we pull out in Entreslam, we, you may not ever talk about exactly what you do, except for the first, I don't know, 20, 30 seconds. The rest of the time is your journey, because every great story has a beginning, middle, and the end, right? And in the case of an inventor or an innovator, that story is basically who you are, the urgent challenge, and then your promise, your promise. What's your promise to the world? My promise is nobody gets left behind. Right, so we all have to dig to figure that out. And so, you know, Melinda, you're asking me about what the judges are looking for. The judges are looking for a clear purpose. And in Entreslam, pitching actually 
causes you to lose points dramatically. So you're you're basically saying, let me see if I understand you, is that you want them to be creative in how they're sharing their story, or do you want them mm-hmm. to be heartfelt? Do you want them to be like, my life sucks because X, Y, and Z happened, and yet I started my business to to you know support my own purpose, which was financial for me, or do you want them? I mean. What is it that they the, the the mission of their slam, so to speak, is supposed mm-hmm. to give to them? Um, well, for the yeah, judges the mission to feel... of the slam is yeah. So that's bringing together what they do with why they are the ones to do it. Okay, so you may start off by saying, "Hi, I run an inventor network." And we have X amount of members, and we're all connected to do X, Y, and Z. But really, why we're the ones to lead this project is because we have experienced for ourselves the difficulty that it takes to bring an idea to market or, or an idea that's sitting, someone sitting at their kitchen table, and they're, you know, essentially crying over the fact that, you know what, they can't get any momentum. They can't get this thing, this idea out into the world. Well, you know what? You felt that and you've experienced that. And so that's your banner call that you're running across the field and going, you know what? This is why we exist. Well, and, and you go folks. into to failing, you know, and I hate to, you know, I don't think Dion and I are failures. I think we're, you know, have, have been so successful with Inventors Network, but it was a result yeah. of failures because we saw the neat, you know, the thing hurdles and the things that we went through as inventors Mm -hmm. and we didn't Mm -hmm. want, we wanted to use our marketing background to make sure that that didn't happen. So that's a, that is what makes us different. It is what makes Deanna so relatable when she goes on TV because she's not just pitching or showing a product. She understands the heartfelt, you know, story behind it. She understands the process, and then you can feel that when she gets on. So, absolutely, that's a, that is a neat way of of looking at things. Um, kind of the the guts behind why you're doing what you're doing. Absolutely, and why. yeah. It's the gut. You know, I had a reporter contact me a couple of weeks ago and asked, she asked me, hey, will you ever devote a night for Entreslam that just talks about failure? And I felt this immediate reaction. And, and before I could even, you know, articulate it, well, I said, no, we will never hold a night that just focuses on failure. Because the, it's the struggle. The beauty is in the struggle, right? The learning and, you know, where you build the steel in your spine, it comes from the struggle because there are learning points. There are small wins along the way. You know, you're failure supposed to is fail, you just sit down and supposed, say, I'm done. Yeah, you you're know? supposed to have that struggle to get to where you need to That's go. That's right. Yeah, those the things that didn't quite work out, it's for a reason because it's going to lead you to what will work out. Yeah, but you That's know what, so Melinda? True. That struggle is the hardest thing for entrepreneurs to talk about. Mm-hmm. And because to get over sometimes, yeah. Sometimes that? it does, and sometimes they don't get over it. And I think it's the people who can get over it and get through it. Those are the people who will be successful because they've gone through the trenches and brought the didn't leave the person behind, and they went through the struggles of getting that person yeah. across the across the field, and 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 then they reap the rewards of yeah. you know working yeah, yeah, harder yeah. than the others. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm reading this book right now by um, Brene Brown, Rising Strong, 
really cool book. She's just a cool cat in general. But there's this quote that she um, has where she says, when we deny our stories, they define us. When we own our stories, we get to write the ending. Wow. And like yeah, that. isn't that I great? I like that a lot. Wow, I want to make that yeah. into a, a T-shirt. <laughs> hey, you got to send that right. to us again. And so yeah. where do you think the frustration comes from as, as innovators and we're trying to put something out into the world? Well, we feel like when we're not showing up authentically, we're not showing up under our own, our, on our own terms, then we're being defined by other people. And that is frustrating because you can never, ever, ever control that or put your hands around it completely. But it's only when we stand in our own truth, right, that it doesn't matter what's going on, on around you because you have that anchor that's going to keep you grounded regardless of what's happening on Monday through Friday when the phones aren't ringing or no one just bought anything or, you know, it's just things aren't just happening. They're not happening. But if you have that baseline narrative where you understand, like for me, no one gets left behind, that helps push through and justify, okay, this is why I'm doing this, you know. (laughs) And even with, you know, investors nowadays. So VCs are working with different venture capitalists here. And they're all saying like, look, investing in startups is about really investing, not just in the right idea and the right product, but the right entrepreneur. They want to hear that. It's so true. We're almost out of time. I cannot believe this. Oh, I know. So, so for more information, please go to our, our show page to find out about all the the events that are happening with with Entreslam and get on board. Go to Chicago. Go to Cincinnati, Ann Arbor, Seattle, online, whatever. And when we come back after break, we're going to have an inventor. So you should listen on and and hear what his story is. And yeah, he has one of these amazing stories. I mean, it sounded pretty cool by reading about it. Mike Gonzalez has created an amazing new. Innovation for shoelaces. Who would have thought that shoelaces weren't great? Yeah. And we've who had shoelaces thunk? in our who would have thunk? So yeah. now, now there's new new innovation in shoelaces and I can't wait to hear what he has to say about his story. And and maybe it is profound, maybe it is just something that was easy to come up with, but maybe not, because it looks pretty cool to me. So I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Yeah. Melinda? Yeah, I'm so excited. And Krista, I can't thank you enough, my friend. We've been friends for a very long time, and, and I'm glad you and Deanna got to meet. So we will resume talking and uh, chat more and hopefully bring this online for you, too. Oh, good. Thank you so much for having uh, me on the show. This was a lot of fun. Yes, as always. Thank you, Krista. Have a good day. Okay, you too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. So, good talking to you. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for our next um, segment. And again, for more information on Inventors Network, please join us at Inventors, I-N-V-E-N-T-O-R-Z, network.com. We have some amazing things happening, working with um, a new program with Amazon. We could talk about that yeah. when we come back. So get on board to the to the Innovation Divas um, show page for more information about our guests, too. We'll be right back. Linda and Diana will return after a short break with more of Innovation Divas.
Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. the all-american hot dog was actually created in frankfurt germany in 1484 in the u.s hot dogs were first sold at the new york city ballpark in 1901 apparently babe ruth had polyphagia that's insatiable hunger he once ate 12 hot dogs and drank eight bottles of soda between games of a doubleheader. oh i bet he had a case of the collie wobbles that's an upset stomach the average american eats roughly 50 hot dogs per year If you think hot dogs aren't high society, President Roosevelt served King George VI of England a hodgepodge of hot dogs and beer during a White House visit in 1939. Humphrey Bogart summed it up best when he said, A hot dog at the ballpark is better than a steak at the Ritz. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. If you need the connections to buyers, media, or companies who can take your product to the next level, then you are listening to the right show. This is the Innovation Divas on Toginet Radio. And now, let's return to your Innovation Divas, Melinda Knight and Deanna Cohen. We are back for our second half hour. It's been a great ride this morning. Uh, for those who have listened, we had a wonderful, inspirational guest on our first half hour. And now we have a great innovator, an, an inventor by trade, a product uh, developer who was working for a major corporation and um, found a new way for his kids to wear their shoes. So welcome, Mike Gonzalez. Are you there? I am, and thank you for inviting me to the show. You're welcome. Well, I have to say that as a mother of two boys, and Melinda is a mother of two boys, your product is going to revolutionize, if it hasn't already, every parent out there um, who gets frustrated with their kids who either sneak their shoes on without untying them, which is my son, or, um, I mean, you fill in the blank. It's a constant. It's a constant. <laughs> tie your shoes, tie your shoes. And then I don't want to do the, the Velcro because I don't want them to lose the, you know, I'm afraid that they're going to forget how to tie shoes. So, you know, having something that's kind of a in-between is awesome. So I'm actually putting it, as we speak, on my Christmas stocking list. So... <laughs> I know. I was thinking yeah. of ordering some today when we got off the show. So yes. go. So, Mike, let's talk about that. Let's talk about how your journey began and, um, and, and most importantly, about your invention and, and, and how that process went doing it on your own. Okay. Well, I come from a background of product development, and, um, and this 
uh, one winter back in 99, my uh, children were little babies at that time. And uh, mom put their snow boots on to play out in the snow. And most shoelaces at that time were made out of cotton. And cotton swells when it gets wet. And I couldn't take the shoelaces off. They were so, she double knotted them so they wouldn't come untied. And it was a real struggle. So as I was um, working at taking their boots off, I just knew that there had to be, you know, there has to be a better system to, you know, develop to relieve this kind of a problem for parents. <laughs> and so I developed the Extenix lace technology. And Extenix is basically um, what I call an indexed tensioning nexus. In other words, it's a totally adjustable at every there's a there's a series of little knots or bumps in the lace and those little series are created by an elastic core in the lace so it's it's adjustable and so what i did is i created the index tensioning nexus which i called extenix and it worked great um at the time i had a, a, a friend of mine who was a previous olympian marathon runner and i sent him a pair and he just told me he says mike you've got to patent this this is just amazing he says there's never been anything like this so i followed his his direction and under his tutelage i went and filed all my patents around the world for the technology Wow, and that's that's pretty spectacular that you even decided to go beyond the U.S. to because many inventors don't even realize that they should do that, and then you know they have to fight the uphill battles when when they don't protect themselves. So so where are you now in terms of your selling process, and um, are you going to you know the outdoor retail shows, or what are you doing to get the word out? Well, the product was primarily first sold in comfort footwear, um, companies like Z-Coil Footwear that dealt with people that were on their feet all the time and had a number of, of uh, foot pain issues. And then we, uh, a friend of mine in France got a hold of the product and started wearing it. He wasn't a friend at the time, but, <laughs> but uh, a customer, I should say, got a hold of the product and wore it, and he himself was an amateur triathlete. And, um, and he just fell in love with the product. And so because of his connections in triathlon, it became well-known. It's a, it's a well-known technology in Olympic professional and amateur triathlon. Because of the way that the little bumps or the knots uh, basically anchor in at the eyelet, it makes it very, very simple and very accurate uh, of a fit. So when, it, so when the athlete makes that transition, the lace is absolutely completely intact, totally fitted to their foot. They just slip in and run. That's, wow. So that's where we're really got going is in the triathlon markets. From there, it's been more of um, using those athletes to promote the product because I didn't really have the experience to market the product. And that's kind of where we're at is, is where we've 
we've got a great product. The the real top performing athletes know about it, but the general consumer doesn't. And that's kind of where I've got kind of blocked because I couldn't figure out a way to reach the general consumer with the technology. Well, that's where we come into play. <laughs> I'm glad you found us. You know, that's that's, yeah. that's what our network is for is this in-between part where you've got it made, you've protected yourself, you've got everything together, all your ducks in a row, you've been out there, you know, it's proven performance, and, and now our network kind of help, will help in all those in-between places. So it's exciting. We love this part. Is just, you know, knowing the journey, oh, knowing what's going on and, and, you know, being able to then also, you know, help you as you keep going. Well, one of the things I wanted to mention is, is that this, what, what I originally developed it for has really expanded into a much larger arena. In other words, I created it just for a simple solution, you know, so I could take shoes off of my children. But... What has happened is we've come to realize that the technology is actually way beyond in technology and footwear. In other words, normal shoelaces, every shoelace out there, be it an elastic lace or a regular polyester, nylon, whatever lace it is, they're all static and they all station or fit at one point, and that's where you tie it at the top. So the rest of the shoe kind of loses its its form because the lace is static. It cannot be supported because it's only stationed at one point. So the that's where Extenic steps in because Extenic stations an, an accurate fitting at every eyelet, and it keeps that fitting. So during the day, as your foot swells and, and you're running around, the lace doesn't move. Mm-hmm. And it's that lace movement that people, realize that's causing them their the numbness in their feet the binding the the um the blisters because the lace is moving down toward the forward bend of the shoe and that's why to about midday or end of day you have so much pressure on the top of your foot because the lace is migrating and that's where extenics really has a huge health benefit because it does not restrict the circulation or put any pressure on the nerves in the foot. It allows the foot to expand naturally without causing any of those problems. It relieves those problems. That's pretty well, it, impressive. It, when you see the actual, you know, you have did a great job with your GIF um, file that kind of shows how it actually works. And, you know, you can literally physically see how it would help along the whole, not just at the top and make things easier, you know, so you're not having to always tie your shoe and keep things in place, but all the way down. I mean, it's so well thought out. Just, you don't have it just at the top. So it helps the whole length of the shoe. That's amazing. So innovative. And, and so what you're saying, Mike, which I totally agree with Melinda is that, that for people like athletes that are, you know, running or biking, whatever their, their physical motion of their foot is in their shoe, that, that your laces actually help support and, and contract and expand at the proper time and place that, the, that it needs to. 
And, and that's what's, again, a very unique concept about Extenix is it is the only ergonomic lacing system. Every eyelet becomes an independent fitting stage. <clears throat> Excuse me. It becomes an independent fitting stage so that the shoe is actually formed around the foot. So you know, we did a, a clinic one time with a, a number of uh, podiatrists. And a lot of the reason these podiatrists got into the industry is because they themselves had a lot of foot problems. And it was very enlightening to see how many of them had very large insteps or they had all kinds of other conditions, and Extenics relieved all those problems. It can make the shoe fit perfectly to the profile of your foot any pain that you have in your foot, you can adjust the lace so it relieves any pressure at that pain. Wow. Well, this should be a secret. I mean, like, I know. There's, like, there's like products that's like a, a, a secret, but yet it's going to be phenomenal once it gets out. And basically your story, which was kind of with our last guest, is how you how you tell this story, and I think that's that's the brilliant part of it. We do have to take a break in about a minute, Mike, but we first want to make sure that everybody has access to finding um, ExtendX. It's X, like we, we use our Z, he uses his X, T-E-N-E-X.com. And um, obviously this is just such a, a great um, product for those who are, um, whether just for kids or for athletes or for um, actually even seniors. I imagine that this is this is a great product for seniors as well. So um, you you hit the whole gamut of of people that are out here trying to um, find a solution. And many times um, before we go, and I'll just fill everybody in quickly, is I went to a running store to have my foot fitted for a shoe. So this is something that you know, could have probably be prevented that I might not have needed to have a certain kind of shoe for my exercise routine. All I needed were your laces. So how cool is that? I'm going to have to go and get my whole family a bunch. Very, very cool. So definitely go to his website. But, Mike, we do have a second. I have to take a quick break, and if you can come back afterwards, we can talk a little bit about some of the marketing approaches you might have. So stay tuned, everyone. Linda and Diana will return after a short break with more of Innovation Divas. This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network. 
It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Harvard Medical School reports that over 800,000 Americans have hip or knee replacement each year. It's better to stick with your own joint rather than having it replaced because the average joint that's replaced only lasts 10 to 15 years. So having the surgery done at age 50 instead of 70 means there's a good chance you'll need a second surgery when you are older and at higher risk for complications. They recommend that you take care when using your joints. And if you do have joint problems, try non-surgical approaches before turning to surgery. Your doctor may choose to use steroids or lubricating fluid injections to help ease the pain. But they say the most important thing you can do to care for your joints is lose weight. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. If you need the connections to buyers, media, or companies who can take your product to the next level, then you are listening to the right show. This is the Innovation Divas on TogiNet Radio. And now, let's return to your Innovation Divas, Melinda Knight and Deanna Cohen. Well, we are back with Mike Gonzalez. Mike, where are you in Colorado? Just curious. I'm just south of Denver in a little town called Castle Rock. Okay, because my husband and I talk about moving out there, and we're looking at Golden. Is that an area you know? Oh, Golden is beautiful. Oh. It's beautiful in Golden. Oh, good. I'm glad you said that. So that's, a, that's our thought in the next couple of years. And, and then uh, she'll be closer to me. Yay! Yes. So, <laughs> so before we went to break, you were telling us a little bit about um, your products and, and the, the places that you're, you're doing well in. But let's talk about what were some of your challenges are. You had asked us a quick question. So let's, when we were off air, let's talk a little bit about that and, and how it might, how we may suggest some ways around it. So go ahead. Okay. Well, one of the um, challenges that I have is that when I started my company, this is the, it was only one product, which was what I called my X series. The X series is a very aggressive, a very high performance product. It does require two hands to stretch the lace or to reduce the knot. You have to stretch the lace with both hands so that it'll go through the eyelet. When you release, it comes back and anchors at that eyelet. The problem I had with that is is that a lot of companies felt that it was too technical for the average consumer. And so uh, three years ago, I filed new patents on on an improvement on that technology, and now it's more of a... Uh, an oblate type of a design where it's more football shaped and so it allows it to go in through the eyelet a lot easier. I designed that for more of the general consumer products. The challenge I've had with this is is that I've answered, I've solved the problems that I've that were obstacles, but now I'm trying to get into retail and the challenge I'm having with retail is, is that I'm only a single product. I only sell the shoelaces. And these big retailers, they don't want to work with someone that has a single product. They want to be working with a big distributor that has multiple lines. And that's been my challenge is that I'm only got, I've only got the, the single product at this time 
which is just the cordage technology. Well, look, I, I mean, not that I'm the, the final say on what retailers believe, but I think you do have a place in, the, in their world, and they just need to have, have a story about you. So, so a lot of it is, is getting the people that believe in your mission and believe in what you're doing to, you know, either do testimonials and get video testimonials maybe even start selling, um, you know, through social media, which is something we can help you do. Um, but beyond that, you know, there are other ways, A, finding a rep firm that, you know, may take you to that next level, B, licensing it out, um, which is something that we could also try and connect you with people that license products. Um, you could sell them the technology and still keep, you know, an area of focus that you want to focus on. So there are many ways, um, you know, part of the hardest part of being on a store shelf is the story behind the product. And, mm-hmm. and, um, so you, it's, it's like the cart before the horse. It's, you need the story, but you also need the sales. So um, you have that, to almost see the product in motion or see how it works through it. It's tough to get that on a store shelf. And sometimes an infomercial and going about it the right way, you know, where you actually demonstrate it. Wouldn't you agree, Diana? Yeah, I mean, if if you're willing to take, a, a, you know, a smaller piece of the pie versus, um, you know, taking the time and the energy that goes into selling and into retail, um, you know, you have options. And I think that you have to be the deciding factor. Is this um, your full-time job now and you're out there really, you know, hitting the streets and going and spending money at trade shows? Or are you wanting just to, you know, sell it off and make royalties for the rest of your life? Um, we have a meeting coming up in about a half an hour with a gentleman when he was 23 who sold and licensed his game to Mattel, and now he's, you know, um, living, you know, a fairly wonderful life on the royalties because the game is still being sold. And he's, I wouldn't assume, but I think he's closer to his mid-40s now or early 50s, and he's still living off the royalties. So. You know, you have to be the deciding factor on where you see that journey for yourself. But, um, you know, that is something that we can help you um, support you in whichever journey you're really looking to to go. Yeah. Well, I was I'm very excited about the technology. I get emails all the time and phone calls of parents who have autistic children or their parents have arthritis or they're going in for surgery, and I, I have the full gamut from all walks of life, and they all absolutely are thanking me because I've invented Extanix, and it's brought so much peace or relief to their family. The With that, I'm happy. I would just like to find a way to get it into the public where the public could become familiar with it, where they could purchase it and enjoy the benefit that a true ergonomic lacing system provides. I'm not interested necessarily in owning it and building the business myself. If there was a a nice way to license 
it or sell it, that would be fine. I've, I've done what I wanted to do. I created the benchmark of creating an ergonomic lacing system. To have someone that has the ability and expertise to launch it internationally, absolutely. I'd, I'd, I'd sell it in a moment because I believe it. people need this technology. Well, I think I think we might have um, some thoughts for you when we get off air. But I, I, and I know Melinda feels the same way that you really do have something unique, and it's, you know, whether it's it's the story behind your children, because I mean, it's just such a cool looking lace too. I mean, so there could be that story, which is, you know, that kids are collecting them and they're, you know, trying to get the coolest colors. You know, n- now the popular thing with with athletic boys are these socks, you know, so why shouldn't your product then be like the, the cat's meow to add to their sock collection? Mm-hmm. I don't know how easy it is for them to, you know, pull them in and out and switch them, but maybe they just match it to their shoe and then, then they're done. But if that's supporting them when they're carrying those heavy backpacks, you know, maybe that's one of the stories, but you really have, um, a mass market appeal, and that's what some of these licensing companies look for, and um, and they are the ones with the creative, you know, storytelling. Um, but I really think that you, you'd be um, pleasantly surprised if someone um, in that industry, in that category, could take it to the next level. And and so we'll, when we get off the air and. Um, we're, you know, obviously our goal by talking this talk and talking about your product is hopefully to inspire and educate other inventors that are out there with their great innovation and knowing that there are options in developing their story, but also in developing their story where they don't have to own it and they don't have to go through the, the, the tiresome efforts of of going to a million trade shows and spending tens of thousands of dollars and setting up and then knowing that once they get into a retail that they have to buy back their product if they don't sell on the store shelf or someone returns them. So if I were inventing today, what I would do is different than when I invented, you know, 20 years ago with a product. I would just try and find someone to do exactly that and license my product so that you know, their relationships and their um, marketing support could be there to, to help me. That's what I would personally do. Melinda? Yeah. Yes, yes, for sure. I mean, I think, you know, 10 years ago or 20 years ago, there's not, you know, there, there aren't these platforms that can help, you know, get the product out there and market it. It was much more challenging, and now there's a lot more that I think inventors can do on a budget because everybody's got a budget or should. And, uh, you know, now there are so many more resources, and, and that's really what we provide is, you know, the resources and the inspiration to, to keep it going so you don't have to quit. Well, and w- one of the things that's recently happened is is that, uh, a big company out of Europe called Compress Sport, they developed a, a hydration backpack using our lace or our cordage for their pack. So now OEM is is taking a look. They're recognizing that this is a Velcro alternative, and we've even got a couple footwear companies now testing our product and put you know for inclusion into their footwear lines. So wow. it's the, it, 
the right people or some of the right people are are learning and seeing what the technology is and but again to get it into the retail to get into that international distribution um, that's a big one that I don't really want to carry. I'd rather find someone to, that knows that, that has the expertise, and that can take it and put it there. That's pretty amazing that that's your that that's your goal because that's something that you know um, we're out there supporting other inventors and doing the same thing, you know. And look, at the end of the day. You're the creator, you're the developer, you may not be the guy that needs to have his face on every, you know, Wheaties box, you know, so. so but he should be, right? Yeah. No, I, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like to be in, in, a, in a, a, be a, I don't want to be a public figure, if you will. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what? Some, some, some people who were look. I mean, you know, there's plenty of people who've been, you know, in the public eye and 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 like that. And so, if it's not you, it's not you. We we respect that. Yeah. So, thank yeah. you so much for being on the show, and we will be in touch, obviously, afterwards to to take take this to the next level and to support you and. And and there's a someone we have in mind already. Melinda and I are talking on the back end here. And um, for those of you who are listening to our show today or downloading the show and and a free podcast after today, um, go to x t e n e x dot com. And before we let you go, Mike, I, I was reading your Facebook posts or some of the. Oh, we have to go. Shoot. Oh. Thank you, Mike. Uh, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Had you. Yeah. Time. We will. It was a real pleasure. Thank you so much for thank the opportunity. And great women invented products with this audience. Contact the Divas for more information on how to sponsor or attend. Then join us every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Standard.